Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschback. And I am Marvel's newest superhero, Zaddy Man, coming up in the upcoming Marvel film, The Adventures of Zaddy Man, The Life and Times of. Marvel has really scraped the bottom of the barrel now, aren't they? I mean, that's what you think. Did you not see how great La La Land did last year? I mean, it sort of won the Oscar for a second. Two years ago, whatever. <laughs> Matt with the timely Oscar references. Yep, yeah, bam. Yeah. Good, good. Uh, anyway, this week, we're actually talking about our favorite returning television shows of 2018. Uh, while there was a lot of great new stuff this year, and we'll get to that eventually, uh, we're talking about what shows have become even better uh, over this year that have been in the air for a couple of years, or what shows are strong mainstays. Um, we're also preview for our end-of-the-year episode, too. We'll be talking, answering some comic book questions as well for our favorite comic book stuff this year, and you'll see the full episodes for all the new stuff we love toward the end of the year. Yeah, uh, well, that will actually be in next year. That's true. Yeah, so don't give the people all this hope. You're really, you know, leading up to something that you can't deliver. So don't do that. That's not a surprise. That's <laughs> just my MO. That's what the henchmen do. Zero follow-through. Okay, so I guess without further ado, let's just talk about uh, some of the best books of the year. And I'll go first because I have a lot of them, and you just kind of pick a few. And these are just in the other category. So it's not the two big um, mainstays. It's not DC slash Vertigo. It's not Marvel. Yeah. And it's not Image either, at least for this first one, because Image, we read a ton of anyway. Yeah. So these are just the other guys, basically. Yeah. So the other guys. Um, two new comics this year that I really thought stood out a lot. Uh, Garth Ennis' A Walk Through Hell. Uh, I still haven't read that. It's so good. It's so dark and fucked up. Um, because it's Garth Ennis and, yeah. uh, uh, we were actually just talking about Garth Ennis right before we recorded and we both agreed that man has just awful images in his brain at all times. <laughs> uh, the other one is, and this, these two are both on boom, uh, by the way, uh, this other one's black badge is by Matt Kent. He's the man that did grass Kings also on boom, um, to much acclaim. It's a uh, kind of like if moonrise kingdom, met uh apocalypse now <laughs> yes, sort that's of. fair yeah uh that's i guess how i would how i describe it boy scouts doing some really fucked up shit so everything you're recommending you recommend for people to pick up and read this year some of the best stuff for new stuff this year for 2018 yes so black badge doesn't have their first volume out a walk through hell just came out with their first volume black badge should be early next year um this other one is a is an ongoing one but it's got a, a ton of spin-offs uh, it's on Dark Horse. Uh, Alex might be talking about it again in a second. Uh, but Black Hammer, uh, arguably one of the greatest things in comic books going on right now. And a lot of the heavy hitters, writers, so artists. That, one would, of your favorite returning comics this year since that was started in 2016, I want to say, for Black uh, Hammer. Well, okay. Then if you want to play that game, uh, Quantum Age from this year. <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Uh, Dr. Star in the World of Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, all these things, all these great titles that are tied into this Black Hammer universe, uh, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and I was going to cheat a little bit because my favorite new book was Doctor Star for 2018. There you go, because it ties into an expanded Black Hammer universe. So I feel like that counts as something new. But yeah, I mean, every Black Hammer book has been so great. And if you haven't started reading it yet, you definitely should. 
Uh, there was a one shot today for Chithuluise. Uh Oh, perfect. Yeah. So there you go. I didn't tell you about that, but yeah, there you go. Uh, super exciting. Probably you, you might hear about this book later on when we're talking about our best <laughs> book of the year. Uh, possible spoilers. We'll see. We'll see how I feel. And of course there's image who you and I both read a ton of image books every year. Yeah. I mean, they do a great job finding just great books with great writers and great artists, uh, and telling stories that you're not going to get with the big two, uh, that I mean are compelling, whether it's for six issues or for 80 issues. Uh, yeah, I'm going to just talk about three. So I'm going to talk about it. One that ended one that's ongoing. Well, well, I'll to be fair. I can say my favorite returning series for the other book. Oh, and I'm cheating a hundred percent cheating. And it's the vertigo books. I don't care if it's owned by DC. It's the Vertigo collections of Hellblazer collecting all the issues, oh, okay. uh, 12 issue sets, just because I think those are the best values in comics, getting 12 issues of John Constantine's entire run, one of my favorite DC characters, so I think that's always a great buy. There you go. You heard it from Alex, I guess. Yes. Um, some For mine, I'm doing one of continuing, one that's ended, and a new book. Uh just because they all need some recognition. So we haven't talked about Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips enough, or I don't think that recently. Uh, their series, Killer Be Killed, just ended. And they also had a new self-contained series come out. Uh, they didn't, you know, do single issues. They just put out a book. Yeah, which is um, really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And it came with a signed card. So, anywho, Killer Be Killed, fucking awesome. The art is absolutely incredible. Uh, huge fan of Sean Phillips' art. And when they team up, Great things happen. It's about a guy that sees uh, a demon and then starts to kill people. And that's all I'll tell you. Okay, I'll tell you more. Just kidding. Uh, Favorite ongoing book from them. Uh, We might not see it in 2019, despite the fact that it's ongoing. Uh, But Saga, even after 50 issues, this book makes you laugh, cry, uh, and run the gamut of all emotions, happiness, uh, joy, melancholy, everything. Like, you just are torn up on each page in one way or another. Uh, and for a book to be going on for 50 some odd issues and to be able to huge spoiler alert. If you don't want to know spoilers for the book saga, please turn this off right fucking now. Cause I'm about to spoil some shit. Or just skip you. ahead like 30 seconds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. whatever. Uh, if a book can kill off, also spoilers for everything we're talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, if a book can kill off, it's top two. Uh, or two of its top characters 50 pages in and say, Hey, or 50 issues in and say, we got another 50 for you coming soon. Uh, holy shit. That's insane. So really great work from Brian Cave and Fiona Staples, Brian Cave uh, we just kind of finished talking about one of his books is the greatest ever. And this one might one day replace that. What about your new book? New book. Uh, I'm glad you asked. Um, uh, the man, uh, the myth, the legend that you actually got me started comic books on a long, long time ago. Uh, as an artist, uh, you gave me Chew, uh, volume one. And I was like, okay, cool. Where can I find more art like this? Yeah. I think was a question that I asked you directly. And you were like, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> the internet? Yeah. Art whatever. museums. You can look up his yeah. uh, art page and you can go yeah. onto his Instagram. DeviantArt.com. Uh, but Rob Guillory uh, and his book Farmhand are fantastic. And yeah. Not to admit, but Farmhand was also my favorite new image series of the oh, year. Oh, there you yeah. go. Look at that. 
So we're in agreement on that one. Cheers, mate. Uh, yeah, pick it up. It's great. You can't buy a collected edition of it yet, but soon. Yeah. I think early next year. My favorite returning series, uh, even though last year, Saga, you and I both awarded our favorite book of the year. We both thought it was fantastic. But because of the hiatus, Saga does not qualify for me for my, even my favorite image book of the year. My Fair. favorite my favorite image book this year was Sex Criminals. Uh, the quality's been great. The story just keeps building. Like, for something that's so zany, you know, I never expected to care about those characters as much as I do. And Chip Zarowski and Mac, Matt Fraction have maintained a quality in such an excellent series that I hope never ends ever. Yeah, the comedy, the fourth wall breaking, um, the fact that they include themselves in the book. Yeah. Uh, top notch. Uh, and I've started actually, I don't know if I even told you this, they've got a triple X variant where it's like basically like poster board on both sides and it says, you know, triple X yeah. and it has a little joke on the back, but they've got really lewd drawings from oh, really? uh, different comic book artists. And I always pick that one up because really I cool. can't wait to see what yeah. they're doing. That's how you get your thrills these days, you sick pervert. Yeah. Instead of buying pornography, I just jerk off to covers of sex criminals. Yeah. <laughs> you pervert. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, it takes a real deviant yeah. to buy pornography yeah. these days. Or to someone who just really is like, you know what? They put their time and effort into it. I buy records. I buy Blu-rays. No, I'm not going to change. I support physical media. Nothing beats the uh, the smell of a, of a of a worn out porno mag anymore, you know? The feel yeah. of that old beat up mag. Just well, the best. Anyway. Before we jump into our favorite returning shows of the year, <laughs> there is some awesome stuff coming out next year uh, in TV land. Is there any show in particular that you're looking forward to? Uh, yes, I actually ranked them too. Oh, did you really? On a three to one scale. Okay. Because Wait, we're... you're ranking each new show on a scale of three to one oh, or no. your top three? Top three. Okay. Uh, number three, and I had a tie because I'm a cheating, cheating little shithead, uh, was The Boys, uh, which because it might also not come out next year. Yeah. It should, but it might not. And that is... Uh, on Dynamite, and that's also Garth Ennis. Yep. Wow. We keep talking about him today. Uh, and Deadly Class on Sci-Fi from Rick Remender. So those are tight number three, or are they tight number one? Tight number three. Okay. Yeah. So what's your number one? Uh, I haven't even got to number two. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So you had four. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. I'm a, Like I said, I'm a real big cheater. This you week. come to Hinchman of Comics for the comic talk. You stay for the math. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two was Umbrella Academy. After that teaser, uh, I actually had Umbrella Academy Volume 1 sitting on my shelf, and I had never read it, and I went and read it this week, and I was like, this is beyond incredible. It's like if Wes Anderson uh, – I'm going to stop comparing things to Wes Anderson. Just go read the fucking book. Like It's, <laughs> it's really, like if really Wes good. Anderson read Umbrella Academy. Uh, it's like if he dictated to Mike Mignola what he should do, and it's like a superhero family, and it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Gabriel Ba's art on it is – Gorgeous, and the fact that Gerard Way is writing it—that's uh, Alex's favorite uh, wordsmith. That's one of my many art nemesis. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll just move on to number one: Watchmen, the reimagining of Great Watchmen choice. next year on HBO. Yeah. Even How though we know you, very little about it, yeah, I I don't need to know anything. It is the greatest comic book of all time. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if if you're not considering it. Yeah. Or making an argument for it. Everybody should be able to make know. an argument I don't know. Did you read about the wedding between Kitty Pride and Colossus? Oh, shit. Move yeah. over, Watchmen. Watch your back, Alan Moore. Kitty Pride and Colossus got Spoilers made. for X-Men Gold wedding special. I mean, it's on the fucking cover. It's a new comic <laughs> book shop every week. 
If you're not going to the comic book shop, then fuck you. Uh, I didn't do a list for this because I'm not a cheater, and I say true and earnest so myself. you picked Watchmen? No. Oh, okay. Uh, my number one show was The Boys. Uh, That's not surprising. I mean, it's one of my favorite comics of all time. Garthurnus is my favorite comic book writer of all time. Uh, this teaser that we got looked great. I love that they cast uh, Simon Pegg uh, as the main character's dad, since in the comic he was based off Simon Pegg, at least his look anyway, uh, for Derek Robertson's drawing. So I'm stoked. Wait. Simon Pegg is the main character? No, no, no. He plays the main character's dad. Because he's too he he's aged out of the role. Is he that old now? Yes. He he's in like his fifties, I think. I guess Hubie's like twenty, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. He kinda yeah. doesn't look twenty, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Fair enough, I guess. So it's a nice compromise. Uh but let's go ahead and jump into our favorite returning shows uh this year. Uh my number five show. Uh, was the only CW show on the list, uh, and it was Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, I think it's, it's just so much fun. Like we we involve time travel when you have episodes that involve uh, helping George Lucas. When you have a giant stuffed uh, animatronic Furby-like creature that turns into a god and saves the world. When you have John Constantine on it. When you have an all-powerful book that one of the shipmates just uses to make his own. Uh, sci-fi sex slave on the ship. It's just unparalleled levels of comedy on that show. Ah, for my number five, I picked it because I only watched five of these returning comic book shows this year because I had so much to watch. Iron Fist. I can't say anything about it. I mean, our first <laughs> season two was better than season one and a lot of fun. And we got that uh, Orson Randall tease at the end, and then it was the first wave of terrible Netflix cancellations of the year. Yes, I will concede that I have watched most of the first season of Preacher, and I thought it was really good. I haven't caught up. I started season two, actually. Um, I have watched some of The Flash, and I really enjoy The Flash. I have yet to start Arrow, but I want to. You just have too much stuff going on. I miss Meisel's on, dog. (laughs) There's so much cool shit popping up on television right now and i just i don't have enough time uh my number four show was the gifted season two is probably even better than season one really uh, yeah it's i think a lot of it too is because matt nick is a showrunner and it's only 13 episodes i think 16 for season two so they have a much shorter season it's a much there's less filler a lot of comic book references on there uh polaris actually wears a costume uh basically similar to a comic book costume this season and there's one especially dark moment that's like I was watching it with my wife, and she was like, there's no way that hair's going to do that. And I was like, no, 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 that's not going to happen. She's like, no, she's going to do it. And then I don't want to spoil it for anyone that watched it. But something incredibly dark happens. I'm like, oh, that is really messed up for for network TV. You know that we are not a spoiler-free show, correct? Yes, I know. You're talking to people who have watched these shows and who really want to hear the moment. Okay, whatever. You can go eat a bunch of turds. Um, My next show that I'll put my number four... Uh, has, in my opinion, the second best soundtrack of the uh, of all of these shows. And for that reason alone, it's number four, uh, not to mention its own merits as a television program. Luke Cage, motherfucker. Yeah, Luke Cage was really strong season. Diamondback was a fantastic TV villain. Uh, I loved Diamondback. I would definitely put him in the upper echelon of like just Marvel villains. Marvel doesn't have the strongest villains, but I'd say Diamondback's probably top five or top six Marvel villains out there it's a shame that he's gone now we're gonna see him again and like you said the soundtrack was great to luke cage easily 
the soundtrack with the most upstrokes, therefore making it the most scar-related soundtrack of the year on a t- superhero TV show. Yeah, and it's got more Wu-Tang than any other show That's true, does, too. Uh, both in cameos and in uh, actual Wu-Tang songs. So how can you beat that? I will say, before we get to number three, obviously, we couldn't consider Runaways on this list because season two has not come out yet. It comes out next week, I want to say. And season two of Happy doesn't start until January, I want to say, too. Oh, there's a season two of Happy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. I, I just gave Matt some good news. Yeah, holy shit. Cool. Um, yeah, he's one surprised, too, because the comic is a one-shot, only six issues. And the story for the comic ends with, like, basically the final episode. So there was yeah, some... Yeah, uh, I was not aware that they yeah. were doing that. I guess it worked out really well for them. Christopher yeah. Maloney's fucking incredible. Man, uh, thank God for that. Um, I'm gonna, I'm not done talking about Luke Cage. You okay, cut okay. me off here. Okay, I said, okay, like, a okay. sentence or two. Yeah. And then you just... You're wrecking my dreams. But the fact that you kind of have a heel turn for your main man at the end of it mm-hmm. uh, is second to none. You don't you don't see that yeah. in comic books. That, I think, is like the biggest tragedy of like Luke Cage being canceled is because you see him turn, like Matt said, to a villain. And it, the story was clearly going somewhere. And then we just don't know where it, it was going to go. Yeah, he scorned his woman. And he became a villain. He scored his woman in like episode three, like so you could have seen this stuff coming, like yeah. if you were really, really looking for it and not binging it like I was. <laughs> uh, but some of the best fight scenes because it's, you know, surrounded by Wu Tang. Yeah, I mean, and Diamondback was a worthy adversary to Luke Cage too. Like they felt equally matched, which is which is what you get out of a good villain. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing better than that shit. And oh my god, I I can't talk enough about about him as a villain because holy shit. The Jamaican? Yeah. Yeah. It, the shaking, I mean, the yeah. quaking Jamaican. Goddamn, <laughs> so cool. Just a, a cool, cool villain. And then, um, what's her name? And Shades. Yeah. And Shades uh, was fantastic. Uh, yeah. Mariah Dillard was just someone that you'd love to hate. Yes. Thank too. you, Mariah. Uh, yeah. And even uh, Misty Knight was great, too. We won't get to see Misty again either. Misty's yeah. fine. Uh, Misty's whatever. My number three show of the year is Legion. Uh, and three through number one are really close, but Legion is so well done. Noah Hawley, as we've talked about on the show, is just a genius. Uh, anytime you can have a show that has a dance fight sequence, anything with Jermaine Clint, it's just, the show's on another level for what it does, and we even got a brief glimpse of David uh, wearing his comic book outfit with the, like, the open chest vest and the super spiked up straight hair, too. Yeah, in the second to last episode, yeah. I believe, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And like this show... I mean, it's very weird and very strange, but you feel like it is trying to tell you something at the same time. It's not just weird for the sake of being weird. And it still has heart and humor to it while also being incredibly deep. And It's not a show that you can watch while being on your phone or on your laptop at the same time. Now, if you're not paying full attention, you're missing something. Or possibly a moment of horror. That's something that you didn't touch on there was the sheer horror of this show. Because you don't know... Who's sane? Who's yeah. insane? You it, don't know what is happening. You don't know who to trust either, even with the hero. Like, you're not sure if he's really the villain of the story or not. Absolutely. Uh, for my number three, I went with uh, the big spoon himself. The tick. Uh, the big yeah. blue man, the tick, uh, for the second uh, bit of the first season. Because it came out in 2018. Yeah. It counts. Yeah, I agree. Put it on the fucking yeah. board. The tick was fantastic. Uh, I love the tick. Uh, Jackie yeah. Earl Haley uh, yeah, is a terror. so good. Yeah, he was fantastic. He steals literally every scene. And anytime you have a villain villain who's a scene stiller, it's going to really eat it up. I would honestly probably put him 
next to Farouk and say they're the top two villains of the year in television. Yeah. Uh, for comic book stuff. I don't know. Uh, there's another villain uh, coming up that, that, that I would put above. Oh, yep. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. So there's three <laughs> villains that that are definitely there. I, see, yeah. I think I see what you're doing. But to talk on the tick for just a, another second, uh, it's all humor. Um, We're getting more in 2019. Time, too, which yeah, very soon. To. Hopefully, um, they'll do two parts again. I kinda yeah, I, like I kind of like that too. Just two, like eight, or even like two. I found two six parters as well, or two six episodes. Give me four and four, or five and five. I'm cool. Yeah. I mean, whatever, whatever. I'll take the tick. However, I can get it. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all the villains, all their goofy names and quirks. Uh, it is a. There's a lot of, um, you know, things that make fun of superheroes, and a lot of mock superhero yeah. stuff. And this is one that just really nails it. We're definitely going to see some more next year with the boys. Um, hopefully we'll see. I mean, you're going to get that umbrella Academy. Yeah, it's weird that we've talked about, uh, I mean, I did legends and the fall and give it a drawn Fox and CW. So far, we've talked about have been on streaming channels. Yep. Uh, have been on Netflix. You mentioned the umbrella Academy next year, which is going to be on Netflix. I mentioned the boys and you mentioned the boys too, which is going to be on Amazon. So at least people are stepping up their game hopefully uh my number my number two now yeah my number two two. show of the year is daredevil which was one of the best just shows of the year period and it's also just crushing because it was canceled because netflix and disney are in a pissing contest and so the fans lose because of it okay i am glad that you said this because my number two is also daredevil so we can kind of talk at length about daredevil for a second um Holy shit. Speaking of villain of the year. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what you were uh, referring to as Wilson Fisk. Yeah, Wilson Fisk. I mean, Vincent Offrio is unmatched. Really, I mean, close is probably Kill Grave in season one of Jessica Jones. But, I mean, his performance is just incredible. And even, I feel like I can't remember the actor's name right now, but the guy that played Bullseye was really great, too. Uh, and those fight scenes, like you mentioned the fight scenes in Luke Cage and the fight scenes in Daredevil. You, you don't get anything like that anywhere else. Yep. Uh, hey, everybody, just close your eyes for like a half a second especially if you're driving. Um, (laughs) uh, Alex is just taking a drink and I got him. Um, Just think of Wilson Fisk's voice and just hear the word Vanessa. (laughs) You can, you can hear him say that shit. Yeah. Oh my God. His performance was so good that if I saw him, it's not fair on the street. I'd probably just cross the other side of the street immediately. Yes. He was just like eating like McDonald's, uh, Big Mac, and I was like, oh, that's the most threatening Big Mac eating I've ever seen in my yes. entire life. Uh, I think one of my favorite parts was really early on in this, and you just see the dichotomy of where he was versus where he is now when he's eating the uh, the egg in, in prison. prison. Yeah. Oh, my that's a God. Great scene. Yeah. Silence! Yeah. You can hear him say that shit, too. That voice from D'Onofrio as Fisk. Is second to none, and like this reminds me too. Like on the day that we record this, uh, it was announced that Punisher season two is coming out January nineteenth. We will talk about next year, uh, but like it just like it almost like sucks knowing this because you know like it comes out J- January nineteenth, and I'll probably get a cancellation notice on February first at this point. Yeah, no fucking kidding. By the time that we talk about it, because we take yeah. two weeks to to review it and kind of chew it, uh, it very well could be canceled. Yeah. And it sucks too because <laughs> when they produced the show, they didn't know that there was going to be this pissing contest between the two, uh, these two major companies. So there might not have any closure or anything like that at all. Oh yeah, there could be a massive cliffhanger, yeah. and we might never yeah, let's ever see. get any resolution. Iron Fist ended on a cliffhanger. Luke Cage ended on a cliffhanger. 
Daredevil ends on a minor cliffhanger. So, I mean, if that trend continues, uh, we're screwed. We will enjoy 13 episodes until the very last minute of the last episode where it gives us something that like, oh, great. So we'll never know now. Yep. Did we find out if it's 13 episodes for Punisher? Don't know yet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's stop talking about that. Let's talk more <laughs> about uh, Foggy Nelson's improbable run to the top as definite yeah. DA. DA riding candidate. Yeah. yeah. That, that I'll tell you now how you've got the chutzpah and charisma as, as a riding candidate for just fraternity, which I don't even actually know who the DA is in my town, but that's beside the point. People don't know who the DA is in their town. Right here. Yeah. We live in the same town. <laughs> We're actually the DAs. <laughs> That's really a big problem. Yeah. And, and we, what's it's even worse, we represent ourselves as Nelson and Murdoch attorneys at law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's caught on yet. Oh, shit. So go check out Daredevil if you haven't. And if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably checked it out. And if you haven't, then you're an idiot and I hate you. Okay. Um, I think we should go ahead and do your number one show because I'm all positive we know what it is. Oh, well, we... We have something else to get into before. Oh, we, we do that. actually. Yeah, good. Good call. We're gonna take just a, a quick break. Uh, actually, because I know what yours is too. Yeah. So, for We're, they're not secret from each other. <laughs> actually, technically, we didn't we didn't share each other's list right beforehand. We just know one another very uh, well. fairly well. I mean, he's basically a stranger, and I only unlock the door to record this podcast, <laughs> and as soon as it's done, he, he we just don't talk. Yeah. I through the floor, out the door. I'll give you all a little tease if you've been listening to us for a long, long time. I'm not going to make the same mistake as I did last year. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about if you could pick any comic book or comic book character to have a TV show, who would it be? Like, what do you want to see announced in 2019 that will make you just stop whatever you're doing and tell the stranger next to you, even though they don't know what you're talking about? Uh, just because I've seen people who I don't know or who I don't really know very well, and they like comics a little bit. Everybody is obsessed with it and as obsessed with it as I am. I know that people are as emotionally invested in it as I am. I think the best show that anybody could possibly do, preferably a movie, honestly, but power pack. <laughs> oh my God. No, I hated <laughs> that. Actually, it would have to be a television show and it probably have to be HBO or Showtime or somebody like that to do it. Can I guess what you're going to say? Yeah. Are you going to say saga? You're goddamn right. I am. <laughs> oh my God. Again, if you can kill off, oh, yeah. Spoiler well, again. Uh, fast forward thirty seconds or forty seconds or whatever. Uh, if you can kill off two main characters and still keep trucking and just decide I'm going to take a year hiatus from writing, here you go. And I know Brian Vaughn was able to have talked about like not wanting Sawyer to be any other medium except for comic books. Yep. So there's part of me that just hopes they get really greedy one day. They're like, you no, know I want the money. Here you yeah. go, HBO. I'm selling you the rights right now. It'll make all of the money. And yeah. right now the trend is, hey, uh, let's just do all the comic book stuff. And now that we've done all these comic book characters from DC and Marvel, let's tap these other fucking ideas. Let's give Martin Millar a billion dollars. Yeah, which we're hoping to next year. We get some more progress for the Mark Miller stuff for Netflix. Uh, I guarantee we see at least two Mark Millar projects next uh, year. Yeah, I'm hoping for one actual like completed show. Like I don't want a trailer. I mean, okay, I would like a trailer, but I want to see like an actual show or movie by year end, hopefully. Yeah, I bet we get one if not two. Uh But yeah, Saga's a fantastic choice. It's a story that you and I both love just passionately and we love it so much. Even though we're reading it right now, we would have no qualms about watching the entire story all over again uh, yeah. for as a TV show. To get a, an inkling of how much I like this book uh, and how much I think we both respect it, 
when the you have a giant chess piece and it's a lion cat. Yes, I, I would totally get that. Uh, I read single issues as if you're a listener, you know this. Uh, I finished the uh, arc for this uh, for the final arc for the hiatus. Thank you. Yeah, uh, and immediately sat down and literally did nothing for 20 or 30 minutes and just thought about it. Yeah. Um, and then when we recorded next, I brought it over to Alex and said, you can't wait for the trade, which he mm. always does. He's never read them as it's come out. And he kind of had a similar reaction, yeah. but we were recording. So he didn't take, you know, 20, 30 minutes to reflect on it. Yeah. So he just destroyed me basically. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my, what I'm hoping for next year is actually what I said last year as well. It's not a comic book, but it's a character. I want to see a Moon Knight TV show. Yeah. Uh, I really don't care what version if they did. Warren Ellis's Mr. Knight version of Moon Knight. I think that would be amazing. But Moon Knight just lends himself to, be, I mean, not to a film either, because it's such a complex character that we need to see him across 10 or 13 episodes. So we'll see what happens. I mean, Disney Stream Service has, not, has announced a lot of sh- potential shows coming up, like Vision of Scarlet Witch, uh, Hawkeye and Winter Soldier. But it's all characters we've already seen. They haven't announced anything new to us for Marvel. You know what would be really, really cool with Moon Knight? Uh, is if they had like an eight or ten episode season. And it was, they were all self-contained. And there was a different person playing Moon Knight in each episode. That would be really episode. cool. Yeah. Yeah, Just it makes you wonder. who he okay, is. Okay, Noah Hawley, there's your next idea. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Actually, Noah Hawley, keep working with Fox. Work with X-Men yeah. characters as much as you want. Keep making Fargo, you yeah. asshole. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and speaking of Noah Hawley, why don't you go and talk about your number one show of the year? Yeah. And, oh, I said earlier that the number two soundtrack was my number four choice. My number one soundtrack is my number one choice. Uh, holy shit. Noah Hawley is impressive. Can I just uh, blow this guy for the next, you know, five, ten minutes? And for those of you that don't know, he's talking about Legion. Yes. Le- oh, yeah. I should probably say the name of the television program. <laughs> uh, I wanted to jump in so bad, but I knew I was going to get a chance to talk about it. Yeah. Um, every character in that show is played superbly. I cannot get enough of every single one of them. And I also talked about the heel turn in Luke Cage for number four. The heel turn at the end of Legion is fucking legendary. Oh, I know. It's the biggest problem with Legion is that we don't know when we're getting more episodes. Uh, it's been picked up for a third season. That's all we know. Yeah. Um, but like with Noah Hawley being, uh, having a lot of success at FX and world service success. I think he can kind of take his own time and his own pace with stuff, Absolutely. which I'm okay with, uh, because as long as the product is what we've seen for the first two seasons, if you like the show maniac, but you're like, uh, I want something like that. This came before it and is arguably better than maniac. it is better than maniac. And what um, I, I enjoy about Legion too, is that it, Reminds Marvel Comics that, like, oh, yeah, we haven't used David in a while. And so now there's a Legion comic or has been for a little while. Legion was mentioned in uh, an issue of an X-Men comic uh, in the Resurrection of Jean Grey series that ran last year. Uh, so I'm hoping for him to play a more prominent role in the comics as well. When uh, they do Don't Come Around Here No More in a extremely stripped down version. And by the way, Noah Hawley does all the songs himself. Most of these are covers. Uh it blows your goddamn mind. It yeah. was beautiful and touching, and you know that this guy is fucking up so bad. I'm looking forward to him doing Sell Out by Rubik Fish in Season 3, a stripped-down version where he plays the entire horn section. <laughs> Only so, the horn section. I'd be okay with that. For eight minutes. Yeah. 
Oh, man. And then David speaks, sings the words. <laughs> Please don't ever do that, Noah Holly. I'm Please here for your ideas. Turn the podcast off five minutes ago. After I said that, I would just blow you for five or ten minutes. Then you're done. I so, mean, I can't believe you have this at three. This is your number one last year. Yeah. My number one this year. Are we done talking about Legion? Are we really yeah. done? Actually, before we even talk about my number one, we should talk about, too, the fact that I think, like, at least half the shows we talked about for our top five this year have have been canceled. So that also means yeah. that we're going to have a bunch of new stuff on our top five returning shows next year as well. Yep. Well, so. maybe. I mean, they might have already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They thought never get shot, even though they were renewed. Yeah. So. Uh, so that's a little brutal for us. But, but yeah, Legion, again, yeah. we can't stop talking about this beautiful show. Jermaine Clement is uh, absolutely brutal and heartbreaking. And the episode that you see David's sister die, uh, yeah. and the episode after. That's one of the best episodes of TV I've seen in a long time, too. Yes, yeah. I would make those single episode Emmy nominations. They're incredible. Uh, but at the end of the second one, where they have that whole brother sister episode, which yeah. is beautifully touching and oh, so heartbreaking, my girlfriend comes in at the end of it and goes, <laughs> "This is really dramatic." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't know comic books. Don't put me in a box. I was like, yeah. "You're right. This is very, yeah. very dramatic." It's one of those things too that, like, and you mentioned Emmys, and I think this is like one of my big regrets. That first worst for Black Panther got a Golden Globe nomination. Uh, which I think is fantastic and great. And even though the Golden Globes are a farce, I'm still annoyed that there were no nominations for Legion, a single nomination for my number one show for Best Supporting Actor or Actress, and not and not even anything for Daredevil for like Best Choreography or anything like that too. Or even just as you said, because they for, dance so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or just I mean, for Vincent D'Onofrio, not getting a Best Supporting Actor nomination in drama is ridiculous. Yeah, I think the D'Onofrio thing is kind of a crime. I can understand it with Fargo, except for maybe I don't think they do screenplay. If they did screenplay, no, I think part of it too God. is because when Netflix submits their stuff for like the Golden Globes or pays to get their stuff nominated, they want to do stuff that they have the rights to and not stuff that's owned by another company. Yeah, if so. you want to be really confused, but also simultaneously entertained. We're getting to the politics of award watch, shows. <laughs> watch. Yeah, watch them all. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get to your number one. My number one show is Preacher. Yep. Uh, no show balances absurdity and humor and darkness so well. Uh, I mean, Joseph Gilligan, who plays Cassidy, is fantastic. Uh, Dominic Cooper is Jesse Custer from the comics with a little bit less of a mullet uh, this season set. And New Orleans was, from what I favorite comic book runs, Ark's face is the most sympathetic character that you will ever see in comics. You have the Saint of Killers, who's always incredible. And then season three featured a ton of Humperdew. Uh, for those who don't know, Humperdew is the descendant of Jesus Christ, the direct descendant. You actually bear an uncanny resemblance to Humperdew, at and least I'm okay, in because the Humperdew is played... By the lead singer of the All American Rejects, who's another Oklahoma son, like I am. Oh wow! Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. Oh uh, wow! Yeah. I just gave you. Well, I, I think that guy's weird. So never mind. <laughs> yeah, you are just like. Uh, and of course, cream of the crop. Uh, Air Star is played pitch perfectly in that show. Air Star is an unending source of comedy and frustration. And season four preachers got renewed like two weeks ago, and. I was nervous that this was going to go the way of Daredevil, but AMC knows they have a quality product. Also, too, it explains why my, The Boy is my favorite, or my most looking forward to show next year, because not only is it done by Garth Ennis, the comic, 
but The Boys is being showrun by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who are the showrunners of Preacher as well. Maybe it'll be better than Preacher, and I'll actually try to stick up with it. You're the worst, which is also a great show ending this year. Oh, yeah, Yeah. it sure is. Yeah. Well, next week, we're going to talk about Into the Spider-Verse. It's... Wait, is it Into the Spider-Verse or Spider-Man colon Into the Spider-Verse? Uh, let's see his colon, I guess. Okay. Uh, yeah, that should be a fantastic episode. At least I think it'll be a fantastic episode because I'm looking forward to the movie. I-, I think it'll be great. It's the most excited I've been going into an animated movie. And we just had some technical difficulties. Pull you back behind the curtain. Everything crashed on us, but we didn't lose the episode. Thank goodness. Yeah, we thought we were going to have to re-record that whole thing, and I was already quitting the podcast. <laughs> but we're going ahead and signing off now while we're well behind. So for the Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. And I'm severely disappointed that uh, everything just happened the way it did. Henchman ain't easy. Mm-hmm.